Hello and welcome. It's Monday, January 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2024. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, 2024. Wow, we are 22 days into the new year. Feels like a lifetime these last 22 days. Uh, and I haven't had a problem switching from writing 23 to 24 this year. For some reason, it just feels like, eh, maybe you've had a problem with it. Um, maybe you haven't. Maybe it's been easy. Oh my goodness, I haven't said what this is that I'm doing. Hi, my name is Emily. I'm here with my co-host and uh, life co-host. We're married. Um, he, his name is Bobby. I've been writing 96, so I don't know what that means. You're stuck in the 90s. Bobby is stuck in 1996, mentally. Um, we also have a co-host named Jennifer, and you'll hear from her shortly. You are listening to KSKQ. If you didn't already know, that's 89.5 FM Ashland, Oregon, 94.1 FM Medford, Oregon, broadcasting to the Rogue Valley and beyond. On, 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 on. And this is a show we like to call Dream Infringement. Um, we tell stories and we play songs based on a weekly theme. And this week, our theme is songs that tell stories. That's right. We have combined our two favorite things, stories and songs. Songs and stories. Another term for songs that are stories is a traditional ballad. And the internet had some uh, an interesting little description of what a traditional ballad is. Traditional ballads are narrative folk songs. Simply put, they are folk songs that tell stories. They tell all kinds of stories, including histories, legends, fairy tales, animal fables, jokes, and tales of outlaws and star-crossed lovers. Many traditional ballads come came to North America with settlers from Europe. Others were composed in North America and tell stories or relate ideas that tell us about attitudes and experiences of the nation as it developed. So not all of our songs will be traditional ballads um, in the sense that they're not like all folk songs, but all the songs uh, we are playing tonight have their origins in traditional ballads and folk songs. So here's one. It was written by Malvina Reynolds. It's called Faucets Are Dripping. And although this song was written in the 50s, uh, sounds a lot like how things are today, which is the beauty in songs that tell stories because they're our stories. They're the stories of people. So listen carefully. You'll find that things haven't changed much since 1959. This is Faucets Are Dripping by Malvina Reynolds. The faucets are dripping in old New York City. The faucets are dripping and oh, what a pity. The reservoir's drying because it's supplying the faucets that drip in so the song Hazard was released as the second single to Richard Marx's album Rush Street. It was released in 1992. My first take on this song, 
after looking absolutely nothing up was why would you release this as a single? This is the whatever it takes or how my heart breaks. I will be right here waiting for you guy. Like why would you have the song and video where you're like a suspected murderer? What image are you trying to give the public exactly? Why are you not going with the momentum of being sort of the heartbroken balladeer? But there is a little bit of a story behind it, which has made me significantly forgive its musical sins. So first, let's take a listen. The story behind it, it's a story of <laughs> I told you so's, which I can get behind. So Richard Marks heard the melody in a dream, and then he tried to write the lyrics. And he got stuck on the lyric, this old Nebraska town. So since this was the 90s, he faxed Nebraska and said, hey, could you send me a list of your towns? And then he went through the ones with two syllables and was like, hazard, double meaning, I like it. So he wrote his song and then he said, this is a stupid song that no one would pay attention to. And his wife, now ex-wife, was like, no, 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 it'll be big. It'll be big, Richard, it'll be big. And he was like, going for the ultimate I told you so. I'm just going to put the song on an album and you'll see, you'll see. And then it went on to become number nine on the billboards in the U.S., number one in Australia because they like songs about murder. And his wife won the I told you so award that year. Ah, sorry, Richard. I would have I would have been on Team Richard on this one. I would have been like, no, it's not going anywhere. I would have lost. Another small trivia fact that is funny to me is that locals invited Marks to be a Grand Marshal at the Sherman County's 4th of July parade in 1993, which he accepted. You write a song about the townspeople collectively coming together to persecute one boy who then may or may not be a murderer. And you're like, the guy who wrote that song about our lovely town that does not in fact have a river except for like this muddy ditch, uh, we need him to come and officiate a parade. But you know what? Anything for a parade. And plus, I mean, it would be kind of exciting. Still celebrity contact. I wonder if Hazard is like Forks, Washington became after Twilight came out. Maybe there's a following in my mind, I'll, I would like to believe that there is because I think that is funny. So in the video, they deliberately keep it really vague. They show that he was a troubled youth, his dad left for another woman, and then he lights one of his parents' houses on fire, and it is not really shown if they survived. So troubled, yes. Could have been Richard Marx's character out of jealousy. But they go out of their way to make this sheriff look super sketch because he's following Mary around, like truly stalking her, taking photos when, from afar and showing up at her house at night, driving by her. It could be the, the guy with the biggest mullet, her current love interest, or it could have been a stranger. It's left open-ended. I think it's the sheriff. 
in my mind, it's close-ended. <laughs> and Richard Mark still plays this song at all his live concerts because people go crazy for it. He says there's always someone in the audience that'll scream like play hazard, and it's always a man because the song vibes with with men way more than women. So I appreciate that Richard Marks has such a sense of humor about the whole situation. Reading some of his interviews, he seems like a really funny, charismatic person. The kind of person who would think, I wrote this song that I don't like, but I will release it anyways. That takes a certain amount of confidence and willingness to play things through that I appreciate. This next song that I chose is a long one. It's by the Decemberists. It's called The Mariner's Revenge. Is it The Mariner's Revenge song or The Mariner's Revenge? Uh, I don't I don't have an answer for that. Eh, oh well. Anyway, um this song was written by Colin Malloy in the 90s. He is the lead singer of the Decemberists and an interesting fact that I found was that it it was produced by Chris Walla, who was in the band Death Cab for Cutie. And he does some amazing things with his musical uh, productions. And he told Colin Malloy not to put the song on their album. And Colin Malloy said, no, thanks, Tom Hanks. I'm going to put it on there extra and then they both took their shirts off and started wrestling and colin malloy won and so this song ended up on the album it's a great song it's a song of revenge which is in the title and there is a small part of me small to medium part of me that really thoroughly enjoys um revenge and (laughs) And everything that goes along with it. Um, That could be a character flaw. But I don't think so. Um, Here, Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. We'll just listen to the song. This is The Mariner's Revenge by The Decemberists. We are two mariners, a ship's sole survivors In this belly of a whale its ribs are ceiling beams, its guts are carpeting. I guess we have some time to kill. Hey there, it's Bobby, and it's my turn to talk. So it's your turn to listen to me talk. Maybe, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but, um, I, uh, I'm just really, really glad to be here with you this evening, and and I'm going to make this count. I really am. The song that I chose is called Up the Junction, and it's by a band by the name of, what is it called? Squeeze. Squeeze. And the reason why I'm like, I, I, I'm thinking, thinking, Oh, what's the name of that band again? Is because I just discovered this band. And the way that I discovered it is I follow a little known Canadian comedian by the name of Dave Foley. That's right. 
star, a co-star of Kids in the Hall and a 90s show by the name of News Radio, also co-starring the late Phil Hartman. I mean, this guy, he, he does it all. Dave Foley is a fantastic, fantastic comedian. Uh, he has always performed off the beaten path, and I've always respected him for that. So, of course, naturally, I respect his his uh, taste in music, and that's what brought me to this song. This song is is a very, very sweet song. It's actually what you might call bittersweet because it tells a story of a of a guy who meets a girl and they fall in love and the girl gets pregnant and they and all the little sweet little nuances in that what seemingly seems like a very short story uh there are so many nuances that this this uh beautiful song just touches on and it reminds me of personal experiences that i've had um, finding out that Emily, my co-host here on the radio and co-host in life, was pregnant, and it even talks about the tiny kicks inside, um, inside her, her belly, and that's a very exciting thing because you have all these, you have this this uh, this creature growing inside, inside uh, the love of your life, and. It shares your DNA, both of your DNA, and one day that creature will be running around at your feet, crawling around, climbing on stuff, and uh, and it's a it's a fantastic adventure, and I think that that song captures it quite well, and so I'm going to play that song again. It has kind of a sad ending, um, in that the guy isn't with the girl in the end, and he's kind of kind of estranged from his family but in his heart he wants to be close to them and that's kind of the uh the journey of life it, it's not good or bad it's just complex and sometimes complicated and sometimes life kind of deals you a uh, a curveball and that's okay because we got to take the good with the bad it's just it just is and i think that the more we're okay with that the more joy that we have in this journey that we call life. So here is a song that I found through the following of a great comedian, Dave Foley. And that song is Up the Junction and it's by Squeeze. Enjoy. Hello, this is Jennifer. So this song that I'm going to play is from around the end of the 19th century and is an example of what's called a broken token ballad, where lovers who were faced with years of separation would fear they would fail to recognize each other when they were reunited. They would break a coin or ring and each take half to be kept as a form of identification. 
So this theme inspired a whole series of songs, including the one I'm going to play. It was originally called Fair Phoebe and the Dark-Eyed Sailor, and then it went on to be called just the Dark-Eyed Sailor. And this version is by Kate Rusby. Seven long years since he left us This is also known as a return song that was really popular in classical times where a man would return home after years of absence at sea or at war and not be recognized by the woman. So he would put her loyalty to the test, she would refuse his advances, the man would be reassured and then reveal his identity and then they would go get married. For her, I imagine that would be kind of startling to have someone's appearance so altered that you didn't recognize who they were and they're like let's get married now personally i think i would wait a reasonable amount of time but like really william you couldn't lift your previously lily white hand to send a letter every now and again i mean it would have served him right if she had moved on you know unless he was stranded on an island castaway style or had amnesia or something also there was so much pressure to get married in those times that if you wanted to be a spinster, I can imagine someone being like, William's lost at sea, you say, William, my fiance, and then you could just go about peacefully. People would be like, aren't you going to get, oh, my fiance is at sea and I'm waiting. I am waiting. And people would leave you alone. People always like to act like being a spinster is a bad thing. But I can tell you, I'm in my prime of spinsterhood, and it's not so bad. It truly is not. Come join me. Come join me, the League of Spinsters. The next song um, that tells a story is by Marty Robbins. It's called Big Iron. He wrote it in 1959, and it was on the album Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs. And I was thinking about that time period, like in the 50s, um, there was so much uh, cowboy and Western culture happening at the time. And I was like, why, why was that? So I looked it up. And some um, thoughts were that uh, it was after World War II that this kind of um, Western cowboy culture became popular. People were looking for an escape from the horrors of war. And it was mentioned that this like old Western time um, hearkened back to a time when things were more simple and and there was some kind of like moral code um that they they aspired to to attain and so um the this idea of like the strong western man that can think for himself and he he already said strong anyway you get the idea they were like yeah we're really we're american and we're super into that um also it was mentioned that the economy was really terrible after the war and Westerns were just, 
easier to make, cheaper to make. So they had that going for them as well. So uh, Marty Robbins, he was a part of that culture in that time. And he wrote this song, Big Iron. And here you go. To the town of Alfrey, who rode a stranger one fine day. Hardly spoke to folks around him, didn't have too much to say. No one dared to ask his business, no one dared to make a slip. Well, that's it from Dream Infringement for tonight. We'll be here next week, same time, same place. And uh, as always, you if you have any um, things you want to say to us, you can contact us and send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. We're just Dream Infringement. We're the only ones out there. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for more good stuff from KSKQ. We're going to play you out with two short and sweet songs that are stories. First, you're going to hear Space Girl by Shirley Collins and then Maggie My Dog by Norma Tanega. All right. Good night, everyone. Have a good week. Sayonara. She said no Terran girl could trust the Martian race. But I did, I did, I did. A rocket pilot asked me on a voyage to go. Maggie jumps and flies, although Maggie never walks with ease. Maggie licks my knees, Maggie listens to me when I breathe. 